Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Phoenix Society. I am your girl, Rain's Joy, your favorite metaphysical philosopher and hype girl. I am here to teach you what you should have learned in school. Today we'll be going over Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Alright my phoenixes, time to rise. Class is now in session. Chapter 14, How to Get That Winning Feeling. Your automatic creative mechanism is teleological. That is, it operates in terms of goals and end results. Once you give it a definite goal to achieve, you can depend on its automatic guidance system to take you to that goal much better than you ever could by conscious thought. If you need ideas, your automatic mechanism will supply them. Think in terms of possibilities. The possibility of the goal must be seen so clearly that it becomes real to your brain and nervous system. So real, in fact, that the same feelings are evoked as would be present if the goal were already achieved. It's about possible unfavorable future results, accompanied by feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, or perhaps humiliation. For all practical purposes, we experience the very same emotions in advance that would be appropriate if we had already failed. So instead of giving all your attention to everything that could possibly go wrong, you will now start giving all your attention to the things that you desire, right? To your affirmations, to your visualizations, right? You will start putting the positive images in your brain instead of the negative ones. You will start to focus on what you want and not the things you do not want because focus and attention gives energy and breathes life into those thoughts and that is what is projected into your 3d reality we repeat the failure images over and over again to ourselves we go back in memory and dredge up memory images of past failures remember what has been emphasized earlier our brain and nervous system cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that is vividly imagined our automatic creative mechanism always acts and reacts appropriately to the environment circumstance or situation. The only information concerning the environment, circumstance or situation available to it is what you believe to be true concerning it. Your nervous system can't tell real failure from imagined failure. On the other hand, if we keep our positive goal in mind and picture it to ourselves so vividly as to make it real and think of it in terms of an accomplished fact, we will also experience winning feelings, self-confidence, courage, and faith that the outcome will be desirable, right? So you're in charge of what you believe to be true, right? Whatever you see in your 3D world that you acknowledge as the truth is what is going to keep being outpictured in your reality. So if what you are imagining in your 4D reality and your 3D reality are different, then would you say the 3D reality is the truth? Right? You want to start believing in your 4D reality more than you believe in your 3D reality. You want to see the 3D reality as a dream. And just like when you're dreaming, if you don't like the dream, you'll just say, oh, that's not true. That was just a dream. And your subconscious knows it's not real. So you can do the same thing with the 3D reality because it's less than 1% of your whole reality. The other 99% is your consciousness. So in order to start seeing what you want in your 3D world, you have to first create it in your 4D world. And you do that by being persistent and living in the wish fulfilled, right? 
Study your machinery for success. If there is one simple secret to the operation of your unconscious creative mechanism, it is this. Call up, capture, evoke the feeling of success. When you feel successful and self-confident, you will act successfully. When the feeling is strong, you can literally do no wrong. Now, first of all, you don't have to feel anything, right? If you do, that's great, but it's not necessary. The only thing you're required to do is persist and live in the wish fulfilled, period. It is much easier and more effective to simply define your goal or end result. Picture it to yourself clearly and vividly. Then simply capture the feeling you would experience if the desirable goal were already an accomplished fact. Then you are using the power of your subconscious mind. Then your internal machinery is geared for success, to guide you in making the correct musk promotions and adjustments, to supply you with creative ideas and to do whatever else is necessary in order to make the goal an accomplished fact, right? So the same thing as what Navagarda says, know what your desire is, right? So you first know what you want, and then either do affirmations, have a scene, or do conversations that imply you already have what you want, right? And you just keep repeating that and repeating that and repeating that. And the more you repeat it, the more natural it becomes. And at some point, it will 100% be manifested into your 3D reality. But you have to keep persisting in that though, right? You can't let anything in the 3D reality sway you. So essentially, if you do let it sway you, you know, if you're looking for evidence or validation from the 3D world, you're looking for evidence and validation from the past, right? Would you want a horoscope, if that's what you believe in, would you want a horoscope from 1892? How's a horoscope from 1892 going to tell you about your horoscope today in 2022, right? And that's what the past is essentially. The past is old thoughts, old beliefs, old assumptions right even the negative thoughts you have popping up in your mind right now as you're working on changing yourself are just thoughts from your old state and since you no longer identify with that state those thoughts are no longer true getting the winning feeling is not just about winning a game or an event it is also about how you feel when you're at your best and remembering that feeling so you can repeat it again and again whenever you can remember the feeling as well as what you did to create it you have access to the experience again and again. But remember, thoughts perceive feelings. This may be tough, but it can be lit. There is truly magic in this winning feeling. It can seemingly cancel out obstacles and impossibilities and can use errors and mistakes to accomplish success. J.C. Penney tells how he heard his father say on his deathbed, I know Jim will make it. From that time onward, Penny felt that he would succeed somehow. Although he had no tangible assets, no money, no education, the chain of J.C. Penney stores was built upon many impossible circumstances and discouraging moments. Whenever Penny would get discouraged, however, he would remember the prediction of his father and he would feel that somehow he could whip the problem facing him. After making a fortune, he lost it all at an age when most men have long since been retired. He found himself penniless, past his prime, and with little tangible evidence to furnish reason for hope. But he remembered the words of his father and soon recaptured the winning feeling, which had now become habitual with him. 
he rebuilt his fortune and in a few years was operating more stores than ever, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if he had some worried thoughts that got him to that place in the first place. Because you know, sometimes when people get success, they worry that they're going to lose it. And at some point, that is what has to happen. That's what you give all your energy to, right? How science explains that winning feeling. Skill learning is largely a matter of trial and error, practice until a number of hits or successful actions have registered in memory. When we think, remember, or imagine, these neurons discharge an electrical current that can be measured. When we learn something or experience something, a pattern of neurons forming a chain or tattooing of a pattern is set up in brain tissue. In short, science confirms that there is a tattooing or action pattern of engrams in your brain for every successful action you have ever performed in the past. And if you can somehow furnish the spark to bring that action pattern into life or replay it, it will execute itself. And all you'll have to do is swing the clubs and let nature take its course. When you reactivate successful action patterns out of the past, you also activate the feeling tone or winning feeling that accompanied them. By the same token, if you can recapture that winning feeling, you also evoke all the winning actions that accompanied it, right? So essentially, you want to start thinking about past successes, right? Who knew instead of thinking about every time you failed on repeat, you could just as easily remember all the things you did right on repeat, right? And cancel out all the negative thoughts, right? You can also use revision right? In which you go and see things um, happening in a different way in your memory because memories are just illusions, right? And every time you remember something, you remember it differently anyway. That's why memories aren't necessarily real, right? Another thing you can do is use revisional affirmations like using words like always, I am always rich or I'm always successful, right? Um, never or impossible words like it's impossible for me to fail right? A failure does not exist in any reality, right? You can start saying things like that as well, which um, at some point will develop the feeling or thoughts that will help you get to where you're going, right? And see, you don't have to take any action because the more you say it, you will have inspired action. You won't even realize you're doing it because it'll feel natural that would lead you to your wish fulfilled. All you have to do is repeat, repeat, repeat right build success patterns into your gray matter if we are habitually frustrated by failure we are very apt to acquire habitual feelings of failure which color all new undertakings but by arranging things so that we can succeed in little things we can build an atmosphere of success that will carry over into larger undertakings right because what you see what you look for is what you'll end up always finding right so if all you can see is that you're a failure then all your life or your subconscious mind will show you examples of you being a failure right but if you just focus on ways in which you succeed and how you do everything right and how you're amazing then that is what your subconscious will show to you right whatever your dominant thoughts are about any given topic is what your subconscious mind will show you and that is why you do repetition because whatever you habitually and repetitively tell yourself are your dominant thoughts. And what you want to do is now make your dominant thought be what you want it to be, since you're now a conscious creator. Gradualness is the secret. 
Weightlifters start with weights they can lift and gradually increase the weights over a period of time. Good fight managers start a new boxer off with easy opponents and gradually pit him against more experienced fighters. We can apply the same general principles in almost any field of endeavor. The principle is merely to start with an opponent over which you can succeed and gradually take on more and more difficult tasks. Pavlov on his deathbed was asked to give one last bit of advice to his students on how to succeed. His answer was passion and gradualness. Even in those areas where we have already developed a high degree of skill, it sometimes helps to drop back, lower our sights a bit, and practice with a feeling of ease. A boxer who shows signs of going stale is pitted against a number of easy opponents. I know a prominent salesman who uses the same principle to get himself out of a sales slump. He stops trying to make big sales, stops trying to sell to tough customers, and concentrates on making small sales to customers he has come to know as pushovers. Everyone has, at some time or another, been successful in the past. It does not have to be a big success, right? It could be if you just started painting and you finally created a work of art where the person actually looks human. That's a success, right? And something else you can do if you just started learning something, um, depending on what it is, you can compare Right? You can compare where you started from where you are now, and I guarantee you it'll be a vast improvement, which is a success, right? Use your creative imagination to picture to yourself just how you would act and just how you would feel if you had already succeeded, right? And all that means is, what would you be doing? What would you be saying to yourself? What thoughts would you be having? What conversations would you be having with other people, right? Positive and constructive worry. Mentally begin to play with the idea of complete and inevitable success. Don't force yourself. Don't attempt to coerce your mind. Don't try to use effort or willpower to bring about the desired conviction. Just do what you do when you worry. Only worry about a positive goal and a desirable outcome rather than about a negative goal and an undesirable outcome, right? So instead of telling yourself all the reasons you're going to fail, tell yourself all the reasons you're going to succeed, right? Start telling yourself Instead of everything never, instead of saying nothing ever works out for you, start saying that everything is always working in my favor, right? So instead of worrying about bad things, you're start going to start giving your attention and focus to good things, good outcomes, good and positive thoughts. And I guarantee you, the more you do it, the more habitual it'll become, right? And you'll notice it in small instances, like you know, if someone almost hits you while you're driving on an interstate. Right, you're not going to say, uh, wow, what a horrible driver. You're just going to be like, oh, everything's always working out for me. I didn't get hit. Right, I noticed it in time. Right, because it's, so, it's just so easy to assign people um, or characterize or judge people based on what incidents, right? And in your old thought patterns where you were a victim and you blamed the external world, you would have automatically been like, oh, that person is a horrible driver. But now since you are conscious and you want to assume the best about everyone, you stop yourself from doing those in, those acts of judgment, right? And I, you know, just speaking of this, I just watched um, the Doctor Strange movie, what is it, I think, Multiverse of Madness or whatever. There's an aspect of the movie that is in line with what we're talking about. Throughout the whole movie, there is a character named, I think her name is America Chavez and she has the power to travel to multiverses, right? But she feels she cannot use the power correctly and everyone wants to steal her power because she can't use it right, right? Which is probably her own interfere. 
Okay, so during out the whole movie, all you hear her saying is, I can't control it. I can't control it. And there's been a couple of times, like, where Doctor Strange, uh, uh, first of all, spoiler alert, um, but Doctor Strange wants her power from another multiverse because she can't control it and they need to use it. And so at the very end, or the pinnacle scene, right, she's like, I understand if you have to take my power. I know I can't use it. And he's like, no. You can use it. You've been taking us wherever we wanted to go this whole time, right? But she based her belief that she couldn't do it because of the first time she used her power, she um, sucked her family into um, a dimension and then she sucked her, and then she was also sent to another dimension. And because of that one incident, she labeled and assumed and believed things about herself, right? And that is just an example of what this book is saying right you want to get into the habit of living in the present moment not living from the past right you want to get into the habit of seeing the best right you want to go into things knowing it will succeed and by knowing it will succeed you're just telling yourself you'll succeed you don't entertain um anything contrary to that right failure is no longer an option because failure no longer exists right use gradualness Begin to think about the desired end result as you do when you worry about the future. When you worry, you do not attempt to convince yourself that the outcome will be undesirable. Instead, you begin gradually. You usually begin with a suppose. Just suppose such a thing happens. You mentally say to yourself, you repeat this idea over and over to yourself. You play with it. Next comes the idea of possibility. Or after all, you say such a thing is possible. It could happen. And then comes mental imagery. You begin to picture to yourself all the various negative possibilities, right? So essentially he's saying that you've become so used to manifesting bad things. Faith and courage are developed in exactly the same way. Only your goals are different. If you're going to spend time and worry, why not worry constructively? Suppose the best possible outcome did actually come about. Next, remind yourself that after all this could happen, not that it will happen at this stage, but only that it could. Remind yourself that after all, such a good thing and desirable outcome is possible. You can mentally accept and digest these gradual doses of optimism and faith. After having thought of the desired end result as a definite possibility, begin to imagine what the desirable outcome would be like. As your mental images become more detailed, as they are repeated over and over again, you will find that once more appropriate feelings are beginning to manifest themselves, just as if the favorable outcome had already happened. This time, the appropriate feelings will all will be those of faith, right? And you get those by thinking the positive thoughts. By repetitively and habitually saying the positive thoughts, you will eventually get the feeling you will eventually feel like it had already happened. Right? It will become to be natural for you. Don't take counsel of your fears. General George Patton, the hell for leather, old blood and guts, general of World War II fame, was once asked if he ever experienced fear before a battle. Yes, he said. He often experienced fear just before an important engagement and sometimes during a battle. But he added, I never take counsel of my fears. If you do experience negative failure feelings, fear and anxiety before an important undertaking, as everyone does from time to time, it should not be taken as a sure sign that you will fail. It all depends on how you react to them and what attitudes you take toward them. If you listen to them, obey them, and take counsel of them, you will probably perform badly. But this need not be true, right? Because you decide what is true. 
Just because you think something doesn't make it true, right? Just because you think the elephant is pink doesn't mean the elephant is going to be pink, right? First of all, it is important to understand that failure feelings, fear, anxiety, lack of self-confidence do not spring from some heavenly oracle. They are not written in the stars. They are not holy gospel, nor are they in intimations of a set and decided fate. That means that failure is decreed and decided. They mean only that you are underestimating your own abilities, overestimating and over-exaggerating the nature of the difficulty before you, and that you are reactivating memories of past failures rather than memories of past successes. They do not pertain to or represent the truth concerning future events, but only your own mental attitudes about the future event, right? Because right here and now, you're creating your future by the thoughts that you think, by the words that you say, by the inner conversations that you're having with people, by the stories you're constantly telling to people and to yourself, right? So if you're constantly telling stories about how you're always failing, then that is what you're going to continue to do, right? Accept negative feelings as a challenge. If we react to negative feelings aggressively and positively, they become challenges, which will automatically arouse more power and more ability within us. React aggressively to your own negative advice. Everyone has known individuals who can be discouraged and defeated by the advice from others that you can't do it. On the other hand, there are people who rise to the occasion and become more determined than ever to succeed given the same advice. An associate of Henry J. Kaiser said, if you don't want Henry to do a thing, you had better not make the mistake of telling him it can't be done or that he can't do it, for he will then do it or bust. Overcome evil with good. A bad feeling is not dispelled by conscious effort or willpower. It can be dispelled, however, by another feeling. If we cannot drive out a negative feeling by making a frontal assault upon it, we can accomplish the same result by substituting a positive feeling. Whenever we find ourselves experiencing undesirable feeling tones, we should not concentrate on the undesirable feeling, even to the extent of driving it out. Instead, we should immediately concentrate on positive imagery, on filling the mind with wholesome, positive, desirable images, imaginations, and memory. If we do this, the negative feelings take care of themselves. They simply evaporate. We develop new feeling tones appropriate to the new imagery. If on the other hand, we concentrate only on driving out or attacking worrying thoughts, we necessarily must concentrate on negatives. And even if we are successful in driving out one worry thought, one is or even several new ones are likely to rush in since the general mineral atmosphere is still negative, right? So all you're going to do is instead of spiraling into negative feel, you're going to start living in your wish fulfilled. So if you're manifesting YouTube fame, right, and you want a million subscribers, but you only have one right now, you're not going to go down a negative spiral about how you're going to fail. No one wants to listen to you. Your channel sucks. No, you're going to not even acknowledge that that number matters to you in any shape, way or form. And you're going to start affirming how successful you are, how everyone loves your channel, how everyone can't get enough of your channel. Everyone waits on bated breath for you to post another episode. You're going to start saying things like that to yourself, right? You're going to start seeing that whatever number you want on your subscribers, right? You're going to uh, have those kind of images, right? Or again, if you're not a visualizer, you just keep thinking the same thought. Eventually, your subconscious will give you images, right? And even if you can't see in images, your subconscious mind thinks in images. So images are being created. Don't worry. But the point is, instead of worrying about negative thoughts, which are only true if you say they are, 
Like for me, lately, I noticed that when a negative thought does try to rear its head, it's like, I don't know, I kind of have this image of like a wave that looks like it's going to be big, but then it dissipates and kind of just slowly ebbs, right? It doesn't even, the thought automatically just disintegrates before it even finishes. The negative thought, I don't even entertain it. I don't even let it finish. It's not like a conscious effort. It just naturally, and it may be because of the habitual things I've been saying lately, um, but you don't have to worry about a negative thought because remember those thoughts are just from the um past state you were in so you're transitioning to a new state so those thoughts no longer apply to you it's going to persist in your new thoughts right instead of replaying the same old negative thoughts you're going to start replaying the same old positive thoughts right you didn't have any proof or um actual fact that the negative thoughts weren't true but you believed in them so now you just want to start doing the same thing with positive thoughts right and the more you get used to them thinking these thoughts the more natural it'll feel for you and it won't seem start feeling real to you right it won't seem impossible that is the way you um you can get rid of uh impossibility by repetition the more you keep saying something the more true it's gonna feel for you the substitution method of curing worry. We all worry us because we practice worrying until we have become adept at it, said Dr. Chapel. We habitually indulge in negative imagery out of the past and in anticipating the future. This worry creates tension. The worrier then makes an effort to stop worrying and is caught in a vicious cycle. Effort increases tension. Tension provides a worrying atmosphere. The only cure for worry, he said, is to make a habit out of immediately substituting pleasant, wholesome mental images for unpleasant worry images. Each time the subject finds himself worrying, he is to use this as a signal to immediately fill the mind with pleasant mental pictures out of the past or with anticipating pleasant future experiences. As long as the mind is set or geared in a passive, defeatist, I hope nothing happens sort of attitude, there would be always something to worry about. David Seabury, founder of the Centralist School of Psychology, said the best piece of advice his father ever gave him was to practice positive mental imagery. Immediately and on cue, so to speak, whenever he became aware of negative feelings, negative feelings literally defeated themselves by becoming a sort of bell that set off a conditioned reflex to arouse positive states of mind. Right? And that's why you want to stay aware of what you're thinking, because when a thought does pop up, you can start seeing positive imagery right you can start thinking positive thoughts right you don't even have to acknowledge the negative ones right the choice is up to you like inactive recordings on tape these experiences and feelings are recorded on the neural engrams of your gray matter recordings of stories with happy endings and recording of stories with unhappy endings one is as true as the other one is as real as the other the choice is up to you as to which you select for playback Another interesting scientific finding about these engrams is that they can be changed or modified somewhat as a tape recording may be changed or by dubbing in additional material or replacing an old recording by recording over it, right? So in other words, revision. Dr. Eccles and Sherrington tells us that the engrams in the human brain tend to change slightly each time they are played back. They take on some of the tone and temper of our present mood and attitudes towards them right because what you thought as at the age of five you probably have different perceptions now so you'll probably see that memory differently anyway 
It gives us reason to believe that adverse and unhappy childhood experiences, traumas, etc. are not as permanent and as fatal as some earlier psychologists would have had us to believe. We now know that not only does the past influence the present, but the present clearly influences the past. In other words, we are not doomed or damned by the past. Our present thinking, our present mental habits, our attitudes toward past experiences, and our attitude toward the future all have an influence upon old recorded engrams. The old can be changed, modified, replaced by our present thinking, right? So let's say typically in the past you would have said you had a horrible childhood, right? But since you're a conscious uh, creator and you now know so much more now, now you can start telling yourself that you've always had an amazing childhood, right? You can start telling yourself that everything has always worked out for you. Right, that you have always been loved and cherished, right? So you can just start seeing your world and your past differently, right? Old recordings can be changed. Another interesting finding is that the more given engrams activated or replayed, the more potent it becomes. Here again, we have good scientific ground for forgetting and ignoring those unhappy experiences from the past and concentrating on the happy and pleasant. By so doing, we strengthen those engrams having to do with success and happiness and weaken those having to do with failure and unhappiness. So essentially, you start replaying all your positive stuff that's ever happened to you instead of constantly replaying all the bad things. You no longer focus on that. These concepts have developed not from wild speculation, a weird mumbo jumbo about mentally constructed straw men, such as the ID superego and the like, but from sound scientific research into brain physiology. The new concept does carry a responsibility, however. No longer can you derive sickly comfort from blaming your parents, society, your early experiences, or the injustices of others for your present troubles. There is no merit in blaming yourself. The past explains how you got here. But where you go from here is your responsibility. The choice is yours. Like a broken phonograph, you can keep on playing the same old broken record of the past, reliving past injustices, pitying yourself for past mistakes, which reactivates failure patterns and failure feelings that color your present and your future. Or if you choose, you can put on a new record and reactivate success patterns and that winning feeling which help you do better in the present and promise a more enjoyable future. When your phonograph is playing music you don't like, you do not try to force it to do better. You do not use effort or willpower. You do not bang the phonograph around. You do not try to change the music itself. You merely change the record being played and the music takes care of itself. Use the same technique on the music that comes out of your own internal machine. Don't pit your will directly against the music. As long as the same mental imagery, the cause, occupies your attention, no amount of effort would change the music, the result. Instead, try putting a new record on. Change your mental imagery and the feelings would take care of themselves, right? Or change your thoughts or your inner conversations that are playing in your mind, right? That's all you have to do, guys. Um, this is a this is a tad longer than the average episode, so I'm not going to delay it too much longer. But I do think this was a really great chapter because it tells you how to do it, right? It tells you to simply play new thoughts, right? Instead of dwelling on the negative and spiraling, you're just going to take that as your cue that you need you have more work to do. All right, because at the end of the day, your dominant thoughts create. 
So if you're having more positive thoughts than negative, that is what is going to eventually show up in your future, right? So with that being said, guys, I wish you nothing but the best. I intend that what we discussed today has led you further down your path to living your best life, right? I wish you nothing but love, light, and abundance. Love, light, and abundance is all I see for you and for me. I will talk to you tomorrow, guys. Rains, joy, out.